0: Hey everyone, welcome to Random Encounter, episode 221. My name is Jonathan Logan, and if you're wondering, where are the dulcet tones of Mr. Greg Delmage? Well, let me tell you, you and me both. Because I came into the Random Encounter studio this morning, and I found it completely empty, completely stripped. All the furniture was gone. There was just a laptop, a microphone, and a note saying, you're on your own. He didn't even leave me a chair. I am crushed. (laughs) In all seriousness, Greg is taking a well-earned vacation for the next few weeks, uh, so I'm going to be your host until he gets back. Uh, But don't worry, because we're still Random Encounter. I'm not going to uh, suddenly change the show. We're not going to talk about sports games all of a sudden. Uh, We're still an RPG and adventure game and visual novel and occasionally Metroidvania podcast. And we're still going to have the familiar mix of RPG fan guests coming on to talk about some of the exciting RPGs that have come out over the last few weeks and uh, their experiences with them. And we might even have some discussion questions. And if you send in... A couple of questions. We might even address those on the show. They'll be a, I'll give you the email at the very end of the podcast to keep you in suspense. So let's go through our guests right now. So joining us on this episode of the podcast. Our uh, Brian McKenzie, hello. Auder uh, Bowling, hi, And our returning champion Zach Wilkerson, hello. Zach, you have been—is this the third episode in a row you've been on, or second? I think just the second. You've been on a lot lately. I've been on a lot of podcasts
1: lately, and I'm going to be on a lot more this week. <laughs> a lot, a lot of recording this week.
0: That's fun. Podcasts are fun. We like um, podcast. Is yeah, what we do here. I agree. You know what else is fun? Something that I think all of us can agree is fun. Final Fantasy. Hey. To a degree. Wow, I was not expecting a pushback on that statement, but okay. (laughs) This will make for a more interesting podcast than I thought. (laughs) Frankly, for Final Fantasy 14 is just overrated.
1: Yeah, I I need you to stop
0: talking right now. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, uh the big news right now, uh there's a lot of games that have come out, but I think for a lot of RPG fans, the Uh, most exciting bit of news is that the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters have started to come out. Uh, They kind of took the Netflix model and they dumped the first three on the same day right off the top, I guess, to really pull you in. And they are going to be releasing uh, four, five, and six throughout, I guess, the late summer, early fall. We still don't have definite release dates on those, but we hope that it's going to be uh, late summer, early fall, because I think a lot of people are eagerly awaiting the SNES games. But we do have the Nintendo games, and the best thing about these is they're not just pixel remasters. They didn't just release like an emulated version of Final Fantasies 1 through 3 with new translations. These are uh, completely redone. These three specifically are completely redone. The graphic style matches those of the original games, but they look much closer to their 16-bit brethren. They have revamp some revamp mechanics, and they have personally. I think one of the best things they have is completely reorchestrated music, yeah. which it might be it might be a, might be talked about on, an, on another podcast that involves some some kind of music in the near future. Who knows? That might just you might just have to keep tuned for that. But we'll touch on that today too. So yeah, we have the three reviewers of Final Fantasy One, Two, II, and Three Pixel Remasters uh, from the site. These three got the codes very late and they worked their butts off and they managed to deliver the reviews on time. And, uh, the consensus is that Square Enix really did a fantastic job with these three games. So I kind of want to talk about them and just, uh, just see how the games are, see what really, uh, what really touched you, uh, with them and, uh, you know, what you think, uh, what you think missed the mark. So we're obviously, we might as well start at the very beginning because we don't want things to get too chaotic. Uh, we'll start with Final Fantasy 1, or just Final Fantasy as it was originally called. So the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. Uh, Brian, you uh, you tackled this. Uh, have you ever played Final Fantasy before? Not
2: not Final Fantasy 1. Um, the earliest I had played was the, the remake of 3 on DS, and I hadn't played anything earlier than that. Um, which is why I was pleasantly surprised that I quite liked Final Fantasy One. I've gone back and played a lot of old RPGs that played the original Dragon Quest not that long ago, and I usually don't enjoy them that much. They can be a bit of a slug. Yeah. So, I, you know, I was expecting a big grind, minimal story and confusing directions, and all of that's kind of there. I would say <laughs> in <laughs> well, Final that Fantasy was true. One, there's... There's like a small grind. Oh yeah. There's a little more than a minimal story and there's kind of confusing directions, but all of them are are kind of good. Um, because the grind isn't that much. The only time I really grinded was, like, the first dungeon of the game. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was fine. Um, I think if you go in with the expectation that you're playing a, a classic RPG, uh, the story actually surprisingly has a little more to it than than I think one would expect, especially the ending. There's there's a lot going on at the end that I was surprised by. And I actually ended up really liking the the kind of what I would call confusing directions where the game doesn't exactly tell you where to go. It just kind of says, go find the crystals and then puts you in the world. But I thought that the, the world was designed in such a way that when it does that, there's really only a few places you can get at any given time. Um, and no matter what direction you go, you you kind of find something interesting. So I think that not giving clear directions enabled kind of a great sense of exploration in Final Fantasy 1 where it feels like you're driving the car um, rather than the game driving it for you, Mm. which I think sometimes RPGs can go too far the other way. So it was fun to play a game where it's just like, okay, here's the world. Go do stuff.
0: It's funny. My memory of playing Final Fantasy 1, the first time I played Final Fantasy 1 was after I played Final Fantasy 2 or Final Fantasy 4, as it was called uh, here. Or wait, it's called uh, Final Fantasy 4, as it was called in Japan, Final Fantasy 2, as it was called here. Um, and I remember I started a new game and I walked out of the first town and I immediately got slaughtered by some imps, which was a uh, a slightly embarrassing and eye-opening uh, experience where I was like, oh, okay, um, this seems harder than Final Fantasy II. I should probably rethink this. And I'm curious, the difficulty of the game, is it still there? Because I do remember it being considerably much more of a uh, you leave the town, you run into a brick wall of difficulty rather than going out and like slaughtering all of the creatures that are around the opening town.
2: Yeah, I would say the biggest spikes in difficulty are at the very beginning, right when you leave town, like you said, um, and then at the very end, the uh, the final boss is significantly harder than everything before it. But th- those were the only two areas where really where I thought it was particularly hard. Um, I-, I think I only game over right at the very beginning and at the very end. I think part of that though is, I I didn't know this when I was playing, but after I finished, I went back and looked up some stuff about the game. Uh, There's a lot of stuff in Final Fantasy 1 that you can do in any order, Mm. but they're not all the same difficulty. So I had done one of the harder dungeons fairly early, uh, which I think made the other dungeons just kind of easier by comparison. Because I had all the high-level loot, I got some good experience, and then I was doing the easier dungeons.
0: Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, the game is... It's linear, but it's still somewhat more nonlinear than uh, some of the later entries. Uh, In terms of the story, it's, as my understanding, my memory is, it's very, very simple. It's there's, the world is, the world is in crisis and four heroes of light rise up to uh, get the crystals and they need to defeat chaos. Um, They aren't obsessive about it and a little bit scary, but they do have to beat chaos. Um, And to do that, they travel around the world and it has a lot of the classic Final Fantasy Uh, staples. It has, well, obviously the crystals. I believe there's an airship, correct? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's the usual, the the time-tested gameplay loop of you go out, you grind, you get cash, you go back to town, you pick up new equipment, you go out, you find the enemies are now considerably easier, and then you go beat the boss. And that is uh, a fairly pure Final Fantasy and role-playing game experience, and I'm really glad to hear that uh, you enjoyed it. Yeah, and, and I think one of the things that
2: makes it work is that the combat is very snappy. Fights are quick, and I think that makes the whole thing a lot more enjoyable. I don't know how much I would enjoy the combat, because there's not that much depth to it if mm. fights were you know a little longer and more sloggy. Uh, especially boss fights, I was surprised with how quick they were. Uh, Most boss fights are over in like two or three rounds um, until you get towards the very end. Okay. And then they start, which actually I think worked to make the last few bosses feel really neat because they're the first ones that take a long time. Which isn't to say the early bosses aren't scary, it's just (laughs) <laughs> they hit really hard. They just don't have a lot of health.
1: Mm. It's interesting because, um, like, having originally cut my teeth on like the original Final Fantasy, like, and I had I read that they made some difficulty adjustments for the um, for these remasters, and it sounds like you're describing some of those because, like, some of the early areas, especially like there's an area where. You have to go, like, fight an elf, um, I think. And, like, there's an area where you can, like, be turned to stone, like, really easily. Like, those I remember as a kid being, like, incredibly difficult. Um, And I certainly don't remember the bosses going down in two or three turns. So um, it's interesting. Uh, I I feel like that is, um, you know, one of the things about these pixel remasters that's important um, is that the difficulty seems to have been maybe smoothed out in ways that are nice for us. As
0: players?
3: To a degree.
0: (laughs) To a degree. Uh, Out of curiosity, did they fix the targeting? Uh, I I always thought the most annoying thing about this game was the targeting issue, where if you target an enemy and the enemy is defeated, uh, and you still have like an attack on that enemy, you'll just be swinging at air. Did they fix that? Yes, they did change that. So now you'll you'll automatically target something
2: else. Um, But yeah, I I think the changes they made in these Pixel Remasters are, are interesting. Obviously, I wouldn't have noticed any in this one since I didn't play the original. Mm. But I also played Final Fantasy III, and I did notice that that was somewhat different than both the DS and the original version, which was interesting.
0: I also feel that one of the reasons why a lot of people, a lot of people who played Final Fantasy II when it came out in 90, 1992 uh, and they would go back and play Final Fantasy and rediscover it, uh, it wasn't just me. I, I know a lot of people had a lot of problems with it because of the very sharp difficulty curve and just how much more polished Final Fantasy IV is as compared to the original. Uh, And the reason is because most of us had absolutely no idea that there were two games in between where they actually developed the ideas and perfected the battle system, et cetera, and all that stuff. Refined it. And refined it to make it uh, just a better overall game. Again, I haven't played it yet. Um, I I, am going to buy the pack because, frankly speaking, I just want to own these games. And based on the reviews that you all delivered, I think I'm fairly certain that Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6 will uh, live up to their original iterations uh, at the very, very least. And uh, I mean, hopefully with extra music, it may be even go a little further than that. Um, one of the things I love about the original Final Fantasy is that you actually get to select your own party um, and pick your classes off the top of the game. And I feel that that is a very clever way to uh basically set your difficulty level to whatever you want like yeah you could pick a, a perfectly balanced party of like a fighter uh, a black mage a white mage and like random other fighter like a thief or something like that or if you really wanted to go crazy you could pick like all red mages or things like that uh what was your experience with that how did you what was your party out a curiosity yeah i really liked that my party was pretty basic
2: i went with a fighter a monk a black mage and a white mage. That's classic. And and I agree. I like that it kind of lets you change the difficulty and kind of add some replay value as well. Uh, the the only thing that I think, and I mean, I would say this is ahead of its time for when it came out, but is a bit of to its detriment now, is that if you're a new player, you don't really have the critical information to know how to set your difficulty with the party. I mean, beyond having a white mage, I guess.
0: I think trying to play this game without a white mage would be a not tremendously fun experience.
2: I I agree,
0: um, but I think there are a lot of factors that
2: I think would be interesting in in coming up with a party for a second playthrough, like. How much it costs to gear characters, I think, was is an interesting lever. Um, like, if you went with a party of all fighters, uh, you would think you'd be really durable, but it would actually be extremely expensive to buy all the armor for them. Mm. So maybe you'd eventually be durable, but it would take you a while to get there. And these were just things that I didn't think about when I was making my party, but are interesting to think about, you know, when you're doing your second or third playthrough.
0: Yeah. As someone who, you know, does has played the future Final Fantasy games... Uh, I'm curious going back. Did you see any, did, did you see any references or any like, uh, character names or things that made you go, Oh, I get that now. That's where that came from. Well, there is a Sid. Um, so that was the obvious one.
2: Um, and then I would say the the big one where you see a lot of the references is just in the creatures. Um, you get to see where a lot of the monsters came from. And what was fun for me was that this game is chock full of D and D monsters, like tons mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Um, including one that I did some research that apparently they had to change the name of because of copyright, which was funny. Oops. But if you're a D&D fan, there's a ton of fun monsters that are very clear references to that.
0: Are you a D&D fan?
2: Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a big D&D guy.
0: My, uh, my partner uh, regularly plays on Wednesday nights. And uh, yeah, so I have actually never played, a, I think I played one game of D&D when I was a teenager and I enjoyed it, but I never really got another group to play with. It's, always, it's just been one of those experiences that I feel like I'd really enjoy, but I've always missed out on.
2: Yeah, half, half the challenge of playing D&D is the logistics of getting a game together. Yeah,
0: that's the beauty of a single-player RPG is that uh, you only need a controller. Wow, that that sounds very sad when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> my only friend.
2: Oh, my my pet peeve with this game, though, that I, I mentioned in the review, though, was I think the uh, the pixel art for the starting classes is really great um i did not like how the uh the second classes looked later in the game um and i mean they're they're faithful to the original that's this is seems like a modernization of those sprites but like i just think they look worse than the ones that you start with the black mage loses his hat i i was so sad when i lost the hat
0: yeah the uh it's a the the look of the black mage is so iconic that when you lose the hat he just kind of
3: He's a guy in a robe.
0: <laughs> Let me ask you, I'm I'm looking at some of the screenshots right now and I think that the game looks I think the game looks gorgeous. Would you say that it looks like a Super Nintendo RPG or would you say that it looks a little bit closer to like uh early PlayStation era? Like I'm curious, I'm curious how Square Enix aimed the graphics we're trying to pick an era to uh, upgrade the graphics to, because obviously if you tried to release an NES game now, unless it was like a bundled collection called the Final Fantasy History or something like that, people would not pay these prices for it. They would need to give it a big upgrade, and they did. Uh, would you say it looks more like an SNES game, or what would you say?
2: I, I feel like it looks. it, it looks like a modern take on an SNES game. Like they were trying to do that art style, but with modern tools.
0: Yeah, because there's there have been some uh, some minor complaints about the uh, font choices.
2: Yeah, the, the font is not great. It, it is, I know that some people have already made ways to change it, which is funny, but it doesn't really detract from the game too much, for me at least.
0: Yeah, it's such an interesting... Uh thing for them to i don't want to say not pay attention to but it's such like the font of final fantasy games is kind of it's a little bit iconic like when you see it and if it's changed there's something in my brain that just goes wait a minute that's not right it's so curious to me that they didn't even bother trying to uh replicate it or at least come to something close to it
2: especially because it seems like something that would be fairly easy to knock out of the park You know, it's just a font.
0: It's just a font. And when you have, I know it's nitpicking, and I think that a lot of people were furious about it online for no reason aside from the fact they just wanted to be furious about something online. But when you call something a pixel remaster, I kind of expect it to be as pixel perfect as possible. Uh, And then like the fonts do not look like pixels. The fonts look like a stock font from an iOS device.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, It is definitely jarring when it seems like a lot of care was put into the rest of the presentation. But you're right. I mean, it looks like a stock Unity font or something.
0: I've always, I think it's curious that, uh, I mean, going back to the pixel remaster thing, and these things are the original games, that they completely uh, left out all of the new material from Final Fantasy re-releases. Like, I know that uh, Final Fantasy one and two on the Game Boy Advance had many, many uh, extra, like had extra dungeons and things like that, and this is true for all of the games. But it seems like here they are sticking very closely to the original in terms of the amount of content that you get.
2: Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. I initially thought it might be because of just the way that the games were made. I know with some of the previous re-releases, they were often built on top of an emulation of the game they were remastering, Mm. which meant you you couldn't add new content to it because it was running on top of an emulation of an old game. So I thought that might be the case here, but I don't think it is based on um I used to I used to do some some modding of the old remake of Final Fantasy VI, uh, and I'm still on the Discord server for that. So and it doesn't seem like that's the case for these remasters. So I don't really know why they left it out. And it's a shame because it's hard to say that these are the definitive ways to play the game when they're missing that content. Like to me, they probably are, because I don't know how much I care about the post-game content for Final Fantasy I. But, you know, there's always kind of going to be an asterisk next to them.
0: If I was a more cynical man, the words DLC would be running through my head. Yeah, I mean, maybe. And maybe I'm
2: just not the market for it because I just don't think I would buy DLC for it. But maybe some people would. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, Otter and Zach, do you guys have any thoughts on Final Fantasy, the original? Did you either of you have you played the original Final Fantasy before? Yeah,
1: I mean, I played the original Final Fantasy I don't know, when I, like, 31 years ago, (laughs) not quite right when it released, but right around the time, Um, and I've been playing it off and on, I don't know, my whole life, and, like, I I, I, I haven't bought it yet, um, because, like, I don't know, I'm holding out for that hopeful, maybe hopefully Switch release or I don't know, any console <laughs> would be fine. Um, but Zach,
0: Square Enix said that if you don't buy them on computer, they're not going to release them on Switch. They need the interest to be there in order for them to release it on the Switch. That's very logical. Yes, um, I know. It, it just <laughs> it makes so much sense for their bottom line. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like Final Fantasy
1: is an, an interesting game because like it's not, it, it, certainly it's in its original form. And I've played like the PSP remake, the PS1, I put it on my phone a couple of years ago. Like I, I just love the game. Like in the simplicity of it, and how clean and clear it is. And for the record, you definitely can beat the game without a white mage. I've never cleared the game with a white mage. I always use a red mage <laughs> every time.
0: Okay, that makes a certain amount of sense. Uh, just because, like in that
1: game, unlike the one that I'm here to talk about, like white mages get enough good cure spells, or red mages do rather. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, I, 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 I like that it has found its way to more modern audiences, I think that there is something about how it directs you and the simplicity of it that is very rewarding, engaging, and relaxing. Um, And man, I've I've listened to the Pixel Remaster music for this, and ooh, ooh, it is... it is sick. It's so good. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I'm I, I'm a huge fan of this game. Partially because I just I started playing RPGs. I think literally with this RPG, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm glad that Brian enjoyed it.
3: Yeah, I played it once on the PSP and actually quite liked it especially towards the the little twist at the end but i haven't played it more than once so
0: i don't think this is necessarily an rpg that you do need to play more than once (laughs)
2: yeah i agree i I mean the only reason i can think of really to play it more than once besides if you just really like it i guess uh is to experiment with
3: the parties the parties
2: but i think there's better job systems in fact in these pixel remasters for that so
0: yeah um well let's move uh, ahead a few years So Final Fantasy turned out to not be the Final Fantasy. It became a pretty big success in Japan, a little bit less so in North America, but it was followed up by, of all things, Final Fantasy II. And Final Fantasy II did some very interesting things with the game. I think that the second entry in a lot of NES titles, uh, series especially, they sometimes veer off and they try to do something uh, crazy, like, well, for example, uh, The Adventures of Link. Yeah, they, they stuck with a lot of the same... Ideas, but they also twisted it on its ear. They did like side scrolling, and I feel like Final Fantasy II did that as well. So it's a much more complex game with a much more uh, fleshed-out story, uh, some very interesting mechanics. And Audra, why don't you tell us about your experience with Final Fantasy II Pixel Remaster? I
3: well, actually I had played Final Fantasy II somewhat on the PSP a while ago, and I just could not get into it, which was fun for deciding to tried doing the pixel remaster and i ended up looking some tips online and stuff and i and so i ended up using figuring out how to use the battle system to my advantage this time around which it's a very unique battle system where you literally grow your characters according to what you use during fights
0: which is very logical when you think about it but mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: It's not as well implemented as it could be I think. I think they maybe start doing it in the Saga series a little better.
0: Oh, that's Ooh, uh e- Jana's favorite series. <laughs> we, we don't <laughs> No, Greg's gone. We don't talk about that series here anymore.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> no, we do, we do talk about it on this because uh I think that what you said is true in many ways as I understand it Final Fantasy 2 is a bit of a uh like the prototype almost of the Saga series.
3: Yeah, and it's I mean, I just... It's so bizarre, some of the battle systems that they used in it. Uh, the whole sh- putting equipping two shields to yourself and then letting people hit you <laughs> and that increasing your strength and your defense. And it was interesting. I did love Toad, though. <laughs> Leveling up the Toad spell was just... It made boss fights such a breeze.
0: Wait a minute, you could turn bosses into Toads? This is mm-hmm. I played Final Fantasy II, and this is actually something that I never did.
3: Yeah, you if you level it up enough. I had it on, I think, Toad 9 or 10. It can actually work. It worked on the um, Emperor before the Pandemonium.
0: Wow, that is uh, an embarrassing way for the Emperor to go out.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was It was actually pretty fun, though. Yeah, It made the boss fights pretty short, which I liked.
0: Well, considering how much work you have to do to get to the boss fights and to build up your characters to the point where mm-hmm. they won't just destroy you, I think the fo- boss fights being easy is a, 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 a mercy.
3: Yeah, I, it took me about five hours to level up the characters to survivability.
0: Ooh, that is some grinding.
3: Yeah. Fortunately, I didn't have to do it too much after that because they just would level up as I... Well, their skills would strengthen as I went through the battles, the story battles and stuff, but it was interesting. I mean, at first you go through different areas and you get instantly KO'd just because you're, for some reason, on the world map. There's way higher enemies than you should probably be fighting at one point.
0: I... When I played Final Fantasy II, I played the Game Boy Advance version, and I found the game to be considerably not as well balanced as Final Fantasy I.
3: No, it is not. It is definitely not. And I don't know what happened with the dungeon designs, but they could go take a hike.
0: Well, they certainly introduced a lot more scope to the game. I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, the first appearance of chocobos, for example, are in this, and there's the theme music, and uh, there's a lot of firsts in this game that get carried along. But there's also a lot of things that uh, were left behind. For example, the when I think of Final Fantasy II, the thing I think of is the password system.
3: I love the keyword system. I actually kind of miss that now that I've played other games that don't have it anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really cool way to enhance uh, encounters with NPCs
3: because mm-hmm. sometimes you'll get just really interesting snippets of information just using keywords and other times just get a random question mark because they don't know what you're talking about
0: why are you yelling wild rose at me repeatedly (laughs) yeah please stop (laughs) uh yeah i mean the game does remind me a lot of a saga game and despite the fact that i enjoy making fun of saga a great deal the ideas that were in this game uh were very were instrumental in developing a lot of future rpg mechanics that we just take for granted today i mean the game by itself got a massive uh, jump in graphics between final fantasy one and final fantasy two and obviously this one didn't quite get the same jump because you know the pixel remaster what did you make of the uh the visuals
3: i really thought they were nice i quite liked the visuals it was a little weird because i was i had played the psp version so i was almost expecting like the character portraits mm. and stuff that wears in those but i didn't miss them actually i thought it was just a stunning game. Like when they have the wyvern taking off in one part, it was actually quite, I thought it was really well done.
0: Yeah, I look at this and I just get a feel, it's funny to get a feeling of nostalgia for something that is technically new, but it looks so, I guess, comfy. Like it's exactly what I expect a Final Fantasy game to look like.
3: It almost reminds me, I recently played the Chrono Trigger on DS, Mm -hmm. and it actually kind of reminded me of those graphics, which actually, it's not bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, pixel art is, I mean, pixel art is an art. And uh, they've really really—they've really gone all out on these games to make them uh, visually engaging. And I know there's been a lot of, again, complaints on the internet about, like, the characters don't quite have, like, the strong black outlines and things like that that they do in emulators. But it, I think it looks gorgeous.
3: Yeah, I do too.
0: Okay, so there are, you gave the game a 72, which to be completely frank, I think is a very fair score. What were some of the things you loved about this game?
3: Well, I ended up actually having fun with it once I kind of learned, how to grind, to grinded the characters, <laughs> level grinded more, and just kind of figured out how to actually do some of the dungeons. I was just, oh, the music was awesome. Yeah. And I actually liked the storyline, and I really enjoyed the keyword system.
0: I think the storyline, I mean, there are a lot of upgrades between Final Fantasy 1 and 2, but I think the one that makes the most difference for me as a uh as a game is the story like rather than being four faceless protagonists who you just pick their classes you actually have characters
3: Mm -hmm. and guys speak beaver and that's important
0: (laughs) (laughs) um there's also the uh the f- the revolving fourth party member slot, which you yes. mentioned.
3: And actually, it was pretty cool. And I actually felt that those characters tended to have more personality in general.
0: I did too. That's how I felt. Those characters were the ones that really uh, made the plot interesting.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I loved Layla. She had some funny quips.
0: That mechanic gets pulled in again in the future in a few I, I, it's actually a fairly big part of a, an iOS spin off, Final Fantasy Dimensions, which pulls ideas from like all of the games, but it really does pull the revolving party member uh, mechanic into it. Um, and actually, that was one of my favorite parts of that game. So I don't want to say that Final Fantasy II is bad because I don't think that, I don't think you could. Well, I
3: don't think it is either. I think it had some growing pains, and certainly there were some things they left on the wayside later on. But I mean, some of the stuff that they, kept in the series has been going strong so i think it had some good points too
0: out of curiosity uh you mentioned that you played this on psp i'm curious similar to asked i asked brian what were some things in this game that you saw and you were like oh that's where that came from or i mean final fantasy is it has a huge history and one of my favorite things about playing these old games is like seeing the origins of uh various final fantasy standards what were what were some of your favorites there?
3: Definitely the Chocobos. I just, I got giddy when I heard the theme music happen. Yeah. <laughs> and I quite enjoyed just Minwoo probably having a story prominent healer. Mm-hmm. It was actually rather interesting. And seeing the Dragoons actually showing up for the first time, the Dragoon that can't jump, that still is pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking. There's a screenshot of a Chocobo in your review, and I'm I'm very glad that they went with like, The classic style of Chocobo uh, uh, sprite. Mm -hmm. It just feels very, uh, very familiar.
3: Yes, it was lovely when they had the Chocobo show up.
0: I'm curious, how many Saga games have you played?
3: Just Saga Frontier.
0: Just Saga Frontier, okay.
3: I know a bit about the series, but not a ton. I got there like two characters in Saga Frontier, and that was about
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, I would be very interested, given your thoughts on Final Fantasy II, I'd be very interested to hear what you make of like Romance and Saga. Two or 3 but i oh. i would i would never put you through that <laughs> as your review manager i don't want i don't want my reviewers to run off screaming into the sunset made insane by systems that don't make any sense <laughs> but yeah final fantasy 2 generally speaking is considered to be the the most challenging of the classic final fantasy games and i remember when i when i offered it up and i was like looking for people who want to play final fantasy pixel remasters we had a few people who uh, without prompting were like I'd love to, except for Final Fantasy Two. <laughs> I was one of those people. <laughs> yes, I know Zach. I wasn't going to mention names, but since you mention it, um, yes, everyone. Zach is the Zach is the wise is the. Oh, I was about to say a word that I couldn't. Actually, I can say it because it's uh, a a chocobo sound effect would be appropriate. Zach is the wise a- in the back of the class <laughs> who is? You know,
1: that actually is 100% who I was even as a teacher that's who I was
0: <laughs> yeah not Final Fantasy 2 <laughs> uh,
2: it's true I don't know what to say
3: <laughs> well there's certainly some reasons for that I
0: think. yeah there are Brian and Zach, have either of you played Final Fantasy 2 or have uh, ever tried playing it, I guess? After I finished the 3 Pixel Master, I moved on to 2, and I think I'm about
2: a third of the way through it now. How are you enjoying it? Uh, It's weird. Um, (laughs)
3: That's kind of a good way to describe it. (laughs) I
2: I, I would say the the biggest difference between Final Fantasy 1 and 2 for me was in Final Fantasy 1, I felt like I could kind of, anywhere I could walk to was like within the range of difficulty that I could handle. That is not the case in Final Fantasy 2. You walk out of town and you go down and you can't fight anything over there. So yeah. it's it's definitely, it is more open, which I think is great in some ways and not great in other ways. Zach, how about you?
1: I have tried Final Fantasy 2, maybe like, I don't know, three times. <laughs> um and i have bounced off it i don't know about an hour and a half 2 hours 4 hours in each time um and, and i even the last time i played it like i understood what the battle system was but i was just like this is dumb and i don't want to do this um <laughs> if i'm being honest so like that's why i was the wise ass who was like
0: eh, i'll
1: help with whatever we need to review, but, like,
0: not this one. <laughs> okay, Zach, just 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 watch the swearing. We only have a limited number of Chocobo sound effects per episode, so.
3: <laughs> On the plus side with the Pixel Remaster, though, they to a degree it's the fact that they got rid of the extra dungeons I think helps it a little bit, <laughs> which is, it might make it more definitive. Yeah,
1: I, I imagine
0: that would be useful. In that
3: way, that they just get rid of some of the surplus stuff that you kind of wouldn't want to slog through.
0: I do like that the missing content in Final Fantasy 1 makes people go, oh, that's sad. The missing content in Final Fantasy 2 makes people go, oh, thank God. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you can appreciate that. It's really, I mean, Kwatsu worked on it. It's, it's a saga game. It really is. I mean, it's it's straight up a saga game. Um, that's where Kwatsu cut his teeth. Um, and he still didn't have it right with Final Fantasy Legend, but it's still a more playable game having played that in the last, I don't know, six or seven months. Um, than Final Fantasy 2 ever was for me, personally.
0: Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. Despite the fact that I constantly make fun of Romancing Saga 3, they are complete games, and they do have complete, well-thought-out systems that I just don't happen to jive with. But with Final Fantasy 2, it's those complex systems were still being formed, and not mm-hmm. s- successfully in some cases, I think.
3: Yeah, there's a some growing pains with it. It reminds
0: me a lot
2: of how I felt when I was playing Final Fantasy VIII for the first time, where there's a lot of cool ideas, many of which are either poorly explained or not executed well. And once you understand them, you can kind of break the game apart.
3: I mean, once I found out about the shield stuff, it was pretty easy to break the game almost to an extent.
0: I've actually never really thought of that before, how uh, Final Fantasy 2 and Final Fantasy 8 have so many parallels. And they were the second game on their respective systems. And Final Fantasy 7 was such a massive departure for the series uh, with trying all of these new things. And then Final Fantasy 8 came along and they sort of did what they did with Final Fantasy 2. And they were like, let's try something different. Let's see where we can push this. And some of it was successful, the card game, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of it was not, the rest of it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have so many people angry at the site if they hear me say that. I
2: think a lot of the good ideas in... 2 and 8. Like, I, I still think those games have a lot of value just because I think the good ideas that they had were iterated on and made more playable in other games later.
3: I agree. Well...
0: Final Fantasy II was an interesting experiment mm-hmm. uh, that tried a lot of new things, tried a lot of, uh, tried to refine some old things, and got a lot of success in terms of the storyline, in terms of the uh, pushing the graphics, in terms of introducing new things. But the bottom line is I never really had fun playing it, and it doesn't sound like you had a ton of fun playing it either.
3: No, I was kind of – I was relieved when it was over to yeah. a degree would be how I'd describe it. I'm glad I played it Mm -hmm. and got the chance to see that part of Final Fantasy history, but it wasn't my favorite.
0: Well, after Final Fantasy II came out, uh, presumably uh, many developers went, well, that didn't work. (laughs) Um, And uh, they sort of went back to the well in many ways. Final Fantasy III is an NES game, but obviously if you're going to play it, I would say it's the closest that you can come to a SNES version of a Final Fantasy game or an SNES RPG. It was released late in the NES uh, or the Famicom uh, cycle. So uh, they knew what they were doing by that point. They really had the graphics down. They had the music down. They knew what the system could do and they knew how to push the system. And they really, really did. And Final Fantasy 3 for a Nintendo game is simply massive. It's a massive game. Now, obviously, we're looking back on it. And we're saying, well, you know, it's not that big anymore. But I think I haven't played this version of it, but out of the three NES games, this is by far my favorite. And uh, Zach, you gave it a review. What did you uh, what did you make of Final Fantasy III, the Pixel Remaster? I mean,
1: I, I liked it. Um, I had maybe dabbled briefly in the DS version, but I mean, like this game never came out in a 2D version officially in this country until literally the Pixel Remaster, which for me was a big deal. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned the music. I'm going to talk about the music first. Final Fantasy III's music is absolutely fantastic. Um, if you have not listened to the pixel remaster version of this, everybody, please just like pause the recording and go listen to it. At least listen to Eternal Wind. It is it, it is masterful, and I think that's actually like a good indication of what the rest of the game is doing. Because Final Fantasy III, those of you who haven't played it before, um, is the first that introduces a job system that you can kind of change on the fly, um, similar to Final Fantasy V, similar to Final Fantasy Tactics and you sort of get new jobs as the game goes like you will eventually like every time you unlock a crystal final fantasy style you get more jobs to experiment with and some jobs are just clearly upgrades from previous jobs and other jobs are also you know new things and and you can't um you know use cross class skills and there's a lot of limitations to the job system here um but there were a lot of limitations to the job system in Dragon Quest 3 which came out and obviously inspired this game like dramatically of course um I, I feel like every final fantasy game at the beginning of its run was a reaction to dragon quest that stopped maybe around dragon around final fantasy 5 but um it's still a a really fun game like a, the exploration is good the difficulty level is reasonable there's none of the final fantasy 2 shenanigans about the way you level up like you level up job levels and you level up just, you know, like regular levels the way that you would in any other Final Fantasy
0: game. I feel like that was a mandate. Just bring back experience points, please.
3: (laughs) I
1: imagine that it probably was. um, And it's successful here. Um, You know, one of the things that no one's talked about, and this is true in Final Fantasy 3, like Final Fantasy 3 is still a difficult game. Mm. Um, And there are some very long dungeons in Final Fantasy 3. But when you get to... Like when you die in a dungeon, like it's going to just going to take you to the beginning of that screen. It's not going to push you all the way back to the beginning. And I think that is a really important thing for something like Final Fantasy 3, where like I've heard other people talk about Circus Tower and the, and like the World of Darkness, which is like, you know, the, the ending of the game. It's not really a spoiler. Sorry, if you've played Final Fantasy 14, they gave it away a long time ago. But Well, I
0: haven't played Final Fantasy 14, and now you've spoiled Final Fantasy 3 and 14 for me. So, hey,
1: you're welcome. Um, go play Final <laughs> Fantasy 14, John. It sounds like a you problem. Um, <laughs> um, but like, the, the, that, those last two dungeons are like a three hour thing at this point. Like, there's no save points. Hmm. Um, that's always true in Final Fantasy games. But I think that, and I'm guessing this is true in one and two. And, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Brian and Audra. Like, it, there's an auto save function that will put you back at the beginning of that screen. And oh my goodness, did it save me so much time in this game.
3: Yes, I ended up on the eighth level of Pandemonium. I oh. ran into some <laughs> quarrels and got a game over. And I was so about to throw my controller at the t- screen until I realized <laughs> that I, it started me back at the level eight beginning. I was like, wonderful.
0: yes. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many TV and controllers autosave has uh pre- prevented <laughs> tragedy. Yeah, I mean it certainly
1: would have in my first few run throughs of Final Fantasy One many years ago if I had it. Um but yeah, I, I mean like it, it has a story that I hate to bring up Final Fantasy fourteen. I, I I'm sorry, Caitlin's you not don't here. To, you don't believe. You don't hate
0: to bring up Final Fantasy fourteen. At,
1: Stop lying, Zach. <laughs> that is correct. Caitlin's not here, but I am. Um and um Final Fantasy 3's story like heavily, heavily inspires Shadowbringers. and that's really fun. Um and this in the story in general, um I feel like you no know, like people like always talk about like Final Fantasy two is like hey here's this game that has like terrible systems, but, like the story is like way better, and then like Final Fantasy three. Like no one ever talks about the story, and it's not great. It's still an NES story. Um, it's not like Dragon Quest Four good, or certainly Final Fantasy Four good, but it is enough to keep you engaged. Um, I feel like, for the most part, except for like maybe one or two boss fights that are like insane. Like the difficulty curve is reasonable if you're used to NES games. Like it's hard, but it's not like 15 minutes, 20 minutes of grinding, which is nothing compared to the level of grinding I had to do in like real NES RPGs. Is reasonable. Mm. It's a fun game. I like. I feel like it serves as a bridge between what it, what the series was and what it's going to become and for that I think it's worth
0: playing. Actually, it's interesting that you you brought that up about uh talking about um I, here's how I always felt about the the 6 entries in the the 2D Final Fantasy. I always felt, felt they kind of went system heavy, story heavy, system heavy, story heavy, heavy system heavy mm-hmm. and then finally they they I think they got the two combined properly in Final Fantasy 6. Mm-hmm. But like Final Fantasy 2 does I think it has a pretty pretty darn good story for its time and you're right final fantasy 3 is a little bit uh a little bit more simplistic because it's very focused on the mechanics of the job system and things like that mm-hmm. and final fantasy 2 i i love final fantasy well see here's when you start talking about the pixel remasters and then american names and i know it's final fantasy 4 i know it's final fantasy 4 <laughs> but my brain will not accept that it's like no this is what you grew up with it's final Final fantasy two is not what I would call a mechanic heavy game. It's very story based. Like you can't change sure. your classes. Yeah. Everyone has their, you know, everyone plays a little bit differently, but it's, you know, you're stuck with that. And then final fantasy five comes back uh, with the vengeance with the job system. Final fantasy three. Have you played? Uh, sorry. I think you actually asked this already. Uh, did you play the, the, either the DS or the iOS remakes, right? Um, I played like maybe five or six hours of it. Um, and it
1: felt significantly slower than this version. Um, and I, I've seen other people online say this as well. I mean, like this took me maybe in total a little over 20 hours to clear, um, which is less time than like I saw on how to, how long to beat and certainly less time than I saw on how long to beat for the 3DS version. Hmm. Um, part of that is because of the sprint ability, which... Um,
0: is it lifesaver in every single game that it's in? Yeah,
1: I, I mean, like it makes the dungeons go so much faster. Part of it is that you don't have to repeat I don't know. In Final Fantasy III, I think you would literally have to fight I don't know sixteen bosses again <laughs> without the auto save function in the last dungeon. I'm not kidding. Mm. Um, so I think that's part of it. But I also think that like the difficulty scur- uh, the, the difficulty curve was um, adjusted here, um, and it just feels snappy. Like one of the things that Brian was saying about Final Fantasy I is true here. Um, like I never really felt like I was stuck for any period of time. Like I was. Like I just, like I was constantly being moved to the next thing, which is one of the things that NES RPGs did in general that I feel like we've lost a little bit, um, is like I felt like I was just constantly going to and doing a new thing. Um, and that made it move faster. And the 3D version, like it gave like names to the characters and like tried to give them backstories. I remember this a little bit. Um, and it just like lost a little bit of the spirit of it. And like a lot of, I think, like DS games, like even like Final Fantasy IV, DS, which I actually like, even though it's insanely difficult, um, it, it tries to like do too many things. And like, honestly, like maybe it's partially my age, but maybe partially the fact that I cut my teeth on games that were like this Final Fantasy three, hmm. like a game that like just keeps moving. Like, I'm in combat. I'm in a dungeon. I'm in a town. Like I'm just like, boom, 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 moving through it. And I like that a lot.
0: Yeah. When I played Final Fantasy three, I've never played this because obviously it's never been available except for a fan translation, but I have played the. Uh, I played final fantasy three on my, uh, on my phone and I enjoyed it. It was, uh, it was a fun game. I thought it was, but you're right. They, they gave the characters names instead of just like onion Knight one through Mm four. And I feel that I don't want to say that was a mistake, but in my mind that changed something fundamental about what final fantasy three was, Mm -hmm. uh, which was the last time final fantasy really did this for a long time. They put you in the role of the character. Mm-hmm. Rather than giving you characters that you could play as, you could, you know, Onion Knight 1 was you. There is, like, one character that becomes, like, a love
1: interest for, like, whoever is at, like, the front of your party at the beginning of the game. But other than that, like, it's, like, you'll just say, like, reasonable things to NPCs and then they'll react however they're going to react. If like there's not much personality to it, but it still ends up, I think you're right, like, it ends up turning you and this is like sort of the idea i think of like early rpgs like they wanted you to put yourself in the role of warrior of light or you know the dragon warrior and they they realize that maybe that's not super effective but like i I think that is certainly a thing that is happening in this game um and a lot of early rpgs as well you know what is super effective though giving you
0: all of the airships
1: oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) um it's fascinating they give you an airship like literally the first town of this game uh but i think i said this in my review like it's like and i've i've played final fantasy one so many times like it was formative for me and one of the most exciting moments in all of rpgs two of them actually happened in final fantasy one one is the moment you airship, and the other is the moment you change job classes like i remember those as being like events that i would think about for days <laughs> um yeah. when i played those games growing up um And so in this game, I feel like someone was like, hey, you know what's really cool? Like changing job classes, which they do pretty well here, and also like getting an airship. And you get like five different airships here. But I actually think that um, like they play around with it in interesting ways. Like your first airship, like can't fly over mountains. And in fact, almost none of your airships can in this game. Um, But like the next one can only land in the water. And the next one can like fly through a windy area that you can't get through. And the next one can... Fly underwater, fly underwater. It can go underwater. Um, Yeah, so like they play around with exploration elements. And, you know, and that's one of the things that I mentioned in my review. Like This whole game, like it's pushing against, like it's telling a fairly what ends up being like almost, I think, like the baseline Final Fantasy story, even like even more than Final Fantasy one. Of course, Final Fantasy one establishes warriors of light, crystals, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they expand on it a little bit here. Which becomes, frankly, and again, like this is literally the baseline for an Alliance Raid in Final Fantasy XIV and then all of Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. Because it is such a baseline of what Final Fantasy is, I think it's actually referenced more in fourteen than any other game, uh, which is amazing because six is referenced a lot. But also like the idea of exploration and kind of like pushing against things um, and like doing additional stuff. Like you wouldn't just see them developing their voice here in ways that maybe they don't really get until five or seven or tactics but it it, it's it's delightful in this game and i love the way they mess around with the airship stuff like it's just like like you were trying to find a way to make it more linear and figure out where to go and they did that in a really interesting way that is sometimes very silly but always really exciting in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I just think it's hysterical that every single <laughs> random place of the game, you're like, oh boy, I got an airship. Blam! Aww.
1: It explodes again. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. It's, it's super fun that they do that. I actually just think it's like amusing that they try to reproduce that. Like It, it seems dumb to us, like I don't know, 30 years later, but... Um, at the time, I can see how that would have been something that would have been fun to mess around with.
0: Well, I asked everyone else, and I kind of want to ask you this, and I have an odd feeling that I, I know exactly what the answer is going to be. But uh, when you were playing Final Fantasy III for the first time, did you find any uh, any references or anything that show up in later <laughs> Final Fantasy <laughs> games that you really enjoyed? I'm, I, uh, I'm just curious, are there any... <laughs>
1: I mean, the most obvious one, honestly, is Final Fantasy V, of course. Um, Final Fantasy V <laughs> picks up a lot of the the job quest stuff. I mean, obviously, like, they allow you to use like cross-class skills, which changes things. It's amazing, because one of the things that was interesting to me in playing 3 is like an understanding how important it is that you can change job skills, like or you can use job skills from other jobs. And like, and it never really occurred to me because it just seemed like, oh, that's just a, that's part of the job system in a Final Fantasy game. Like, it's not true here, but they do some interesting things where like they literally force you to use different jobs. Like there's one fight where like literally before you go into the fight, you just get like all this Dragoon gear. And you're like, huh, why am I getting all this Dragoon gear? That's interesting. And then you go to the fight and you're like, oh, if I get hit once, I'm dead. But like, if all my characters jump, maybe I'll be okay. Um, and there's like another one where like you have to like, Everybody has to be a Dark Knight um, because if you hit with them with anything but a Dark Knight, like they'll split off and you'll be like facing like ten enemies at once. Um, so, like, I can see where they're trying to play around with it, but like, I guess my point is like, in terms of like where I can see it growing from, like, I feel like Final Fantasy V like, was like, oh, we can really extend the exploration here by allowing you to use skills from other jobs so it was interesting from a historical perspective yes the 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 joke you're making here um is this is such a clear reference to the crystal tower raids in final fantasy 14 um which is literally like the last three dungeon dungeons in final fantasy 3 are the first alliance raids in final fantasy 14 same bosses same everything it's amazing um same music oh some of the music circus tower music is just incredible um But then, I knew that, but the fact that Shadowbringers, like, they're like warriors of darkness in Final Fantasy III that, like, were good once, and now you have to bring light. And it's, like, sort of the opposite in Shadowbringers. Like, oh, huh, I had no idea. And, like, all the jobs in fourteen, at least, like, base, like, most of the jobs were jobs in Final Fantasy III. Like, Final Fantasy III has the most clear line between a game and the, the MMO, which, you know... This is RPG fan, so we're talking about fourteen. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> it's okay. It's random encounter too. It's random encounter on RPG fan. If Final Fantasy fourteen doesn't come up. Then I don't know. Mike revokes our our, our pass. That's fair. We're, we're not allowed into uh, Retro Encounter Studios anymore. Whatever whatever I called at the beginning of the episode. Um, well, everyone. It sounds like you had a good to that was okay experience playing the original three final fantasies is everyone excited for final fantasy four five and six
3: yes
1: i am i'm excited for five i already have a really good version of four on the psp and my super nintendo classic is good on six like if it doesn't come to consoles like i'm not spending money on anything except maybe five because i last time i played five was on the playstation one and the translation of that was not ideal.
0: (laughs) I swear to God, Zach, Zach, if you're the one who's responsible for us not getting this on Switch because you refuse to buy Final (laughs) Fantasy 4 and 6 for PC or iOS, I swear I am.
1: (laughs) I mean, I've played 4 in literally every iteration that it's ever
0: been released in this country. So I'll probably (laughs) buy it. I mean, like if we're being honest. What have you guys not played? Out of curiosity, have you all played Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6, or is there one that you haven't, or one that you've only played some of?
3: I have not played 5 and 6 yet, which is why I'm looking forward to them.
0: Mm, I'm going to have to
2: keep that in mind. <laughs> I've played 4 and 6, which is shocking to me because 3 is one of my favorites, so I don't know why I haven't played 5, but
0: I haven't. You should. Yeah, 5 is, five is great. There's not a miss among them in my mind. They, they really, Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6 are just... Knocking not all of them just knock it out of the park in different ways. there are things you can say about them, of course, but yeah. for my money, if I had to, if I have an SNES and I have those three games, I am a happy, happy person for a little while.
1: I've played them all like I played four and six pretty much on release, um and I played five on release on the PlayStation one. It's the only time I've ever played it, and I was a little bit disappointed in five because I think I was expecting maybe the more story driven final fantasies that I had come to expect or that the PlayStation one taught me to expect so like I I want to play five again because it's like literally the only time I've played it. And I was like, Oh, this story is dumb. Go play four and six. They're way better. And seven, of course. Um, so I, I want to play around with it. Um, but yeah, I've, I've played now I've played every main line to completion, except two
0: and 13.
3: You might not be missing out too much on two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fair enough. I feel like if you're going to play two, maybe using an emulator with a fast forward feature. I don't know.
3: No, well, The pixel remaster is actually probably the best the best ways to do it
0: or you can do what i do and set yourself up with like a stapler on the button and just like (laughs) Mm. have it grind for you Uh, that's what i did with saga and it made the game so much i almost said better it made the game so much more tolerable yeah it's (laughs) it it was such a better game when i didn't have to play it okay so i uh i'm really glad that you uh, that all of you came on to talk about the final fantasy pixel remasters because obviously these are like when it was announced at e3 there are lots and lots of reaction vids you can see online and the excitement that people felt and then the crushing disappointment that it wasn't going to be on Switch. But uh, I'm, I'm focusing more on the excitement that they felt because these are... the. I, sorry, Zach, I just read your pull quote. Plus there's that soundtrack. Go listen to it right now. These games are... Classics for a reason. They were the building blocks that future Final Fantasies, apparently, especially Final Fantasy uh, 14, were built on. And if you want to have a better understanding of the series, uh, I think that you should give these games a shot. And not just because if you buy them, there's a bigger chance that they'll get released on Switch, so I can buy them. So I want to. We're 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 kind of reaching the end of this episode. Um, but Greg. Greg would bring a, dis- a discussion question to the group and uh, ask everyone what they thought about it. And I thought I would do the same thing. And seeing as we were talking about Final Fantasy pixel remasters, I wanted to ask everyone, if you could have a pixel remaster for any other RPG on the SNES or NES, does not not necessarily even a Square Enix game, like a pixel remaster for any RPG on... Uh, let's just, Actually, you know what? Let's just say on an 8-bit or 16-bit system. What would you want and why? Um, I don't know many of them because I never
2: had a SNES. Um, what did you have? The first console I had was a Nintendo 64.
0: Oh, I feel old now. Oh. I feel slightly younger than Zach, but still old. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would say they kind of have announced pixel remasters
2: for these, but a lot of the Dragon Quest games, particularly three I've played, I really like, and I'm very excited for when they do that, you know, a little more modern.
0: Oh, the HG2D remake is going, yeah. it looks,
2: oh, it looks up.
0: Believe i, I, look, I love
2: that art style i hope they remake every snes game in that style
1: that's what i think a lot of people were hoping for with these and they weren't that but um as a huge fan of octopath bigger than Jono, um i um oh yes 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 yes
0: yeah i think that they i'm to be honest i i thought they would go for the hd2d treatment for the final fantasy games more than the dragon quest when that was announced i kind of went oh, well i guess that's it for the for the final fantasy versions but uh and then we got the pixel remasters. I guess they're just going different uh, different routes to the same destination, which is to make more playable, modern versions of these games. I think that the Dragon Quest series could use some pixel remasters. I think that they've sort of, in a weird way, they've sort of been doing that with the, uh, with the remakes because they still use pixel art. And they're still recognizable as... Uh, the original titles, even if they are in a vaguely 3D world where you can, you know, turn the camera around, but they still are very, very true to their original SNES counterparts. No, I mean, I, I agree.
1: Um, it, it, it certainly um, looks a lot like the game as it was.
0: And I think that's important. Audra, if you could pick a uh, any uh, an 8-bit or a 16-bit RPG to get a pixel remaster, what would it be and why?
3: Oh, that's tricky. I, my first console is actually a PlayStation. So. Hey, Zach,
0: how old do you feel?
1: Oh. <laughs> almost 36, which is exactly how old I almost am.
0: <laughs> oh, I take it back then. I actually am. I just had my 37th birthday like four days ago, so oh, I actually John, am older you than you.
1: You are older than me. There we go. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Yes, I am older than you. <laughs>
3: I mean, I would love to see more Dragon Quest in general. It's a series I've been wanting to get into, so it would be more of an excuse to do so.
0: I mean, I feel like Solosi just randomly cheered wherever he is right now.
1: Whenever you say Dragon Quest, I'm sure he has a, a notification in Slack for every time Dragon Quest comes up. So yeah,
0: that's what I have set up with Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things I don't want Pixel or Masters of. <laughs> I, speak for yourself i would kill for a, if they ever did like an snes style d of one of the uh yakuza games with a turn-based <laughs> battle system like in a in a final fantasy style i would be so there for that yeah,
1: yeah i would be too it'd be better than the combat in Yakuza 0 so I agree
0: actually you know what I'm first of all, I'm going to ignore that because (laughs) you're a guest on my show and uh, and I I do not have the authority to ban you yet Um, but uh, one of the coolest things about Yakuza like a dragon was you would get like little eight bit or 16 bit sprite versions of the characters, yeah. like in the screens. And I remember when looking at that, I was like, I want this version of the game. Yeah. It was, I mean, Yakuza like a dragon, I would
1: not have voted against that in any capacity. Cause that's an amazing game. It's so good. Yeah. I, it's so I good. adored it. I adored it.
0: Is any, has anyone here not played uh, like a dragon?
3: I want to, it's on my to playlist.
0: Oh, you should. It's yeah, really yeah. <laughs> great. Fantastic. I agree with everyone else. <laughs> okay, Zach. Seeing as you're uh, someone who presumably had a NES or a Master did, System, yeah. or you being the the old, old, old man that you are, nah, um, nah. what
1: about for you? I think it would be Lufia Two, Ooh. which I maybe is a deep cut. I don't know. Um Lufia Lufia... Two is not a deep cut. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like that game. Um, it, but the thing about that game, I, I don't know. I don't know about my answer. I'm going to stick with it anyway. But here's the reasons why I'm not sure about my answer. Like that game still moves and clicks like I want a more modern game to click. You know what I mean? Like, it it, mm-hmm. it feels great. Um, the music, oh my gosh, the Force of Souls music is just, oh, it gives me chills every time it comes on. But there, there are some things that I think could be smoothed out about it. And I just, honestly, like, I want another excuse to play Lufia 2 again, because... Fantastic.
0: I actually have never played the the remake Curse of the Sinestrals for oh, uh, the Nintendo I, DS. i played
1: five hours of it and don't. It's a different game
0: and it's not. Yeah, that's what it, I've heard.
1: It, 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 it does
0: not do justice to the beauty of the original. It's interesting. I, I mean, I, Lufia 2 is an amazing game. I have a real, real soft spot for Luffy and the Fortress of Doom. Me too, actually. I really do. The way it opened is one of the most effective openings of an RPG I've ever played. Like the fact that you are playing the end game of a game that's never that never existed before, mm-hmm. and you have these super powerful characters, and you're fighting the final bosses, and and there's death, and it's it's just such an r- amazing opening. Yeah. For an RPG. It just pulled me in as a kid and it still does as an adult. It's amazing because like I played Lufia
1: 1 before Lufia 2 came out. And when they when I found out that like Lufia 2 was gonna follow Maxim, I was like, oh my goodness. Um, I was there day one, even though it cost like, I don't know, $90 in America to buy that game. Um I, I say I was there day one. I begged my mom every day for maybe three months to purchase that game for me, and she wanted me to shut up, so she purchased it for me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like that was it was a great move, and I actually kind of wish some more games would do that because it, like, it, like the sort of like knowing how Luffy Two is going to end somehow makes it more beautiful and more tragic. And uh, Luffy One's good, except for like you also can't like if you target something that's dead, you also hit error, which is uh, inexcusable for a Super Nintendo game.
0: Oh yeah, they they ironed that out by Final Indeed. Fantasy uh, 2, didn't they?
3: Yes, you can you can even hit yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you must hit yourself. Yes. Stop hitting yourself is not good advice in Final Fantasy 2. In <laughs> fact, it's it's encouraged. You know what, for me, if I could pick any RPG, uh it would be the Fantasy Star series because I was a Super Nintendo NES kid. I did not have a obviously I didn't have a Master System, I didn't have a Genesis and I completely missed out on these games. And I know that there have been re-releases and a few remakes that tend to make it look, you know, updated and stuff like that. But I would really love if they did almost the exact same thing that they're doing with the Final Fantasy series uh, for Fantasy Star. So I could have an excuse to play the originals, but just with some of the rough spots just shaved off a little bit to make them a little bit more accessible. Because I've heard astoundingly good things about this series, including, of course, uh, Phantasy Star 4. Yeah. I mean, I've played
1: 1 and 4, and there are some very annoying things, even in 4, like the fact that spell names can only be four characters long and they don't make any sense at all. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, I think that um, the Sega Ages version of 1 I've heard has cut some of the edges off of it. Um, and I played the original on a sorry an emulator <laughs> um I don't think that emulator is a dirty word 20 years ago um or maybe more than that um and I enjoyed the first one but um I've heard the second ages one makes it so much more playable so yeah I mean if you had mentioned Sega as a possibility I might have <laughs> I might have
0: used this okay. um I actually probably would have said Lunar though because I Always have lunar oh, I brain. do like Lunar. To be fair, I did say 8-bit and 16-bit systems.
3: If you didn't want RPGs, I would say Echo. I had borrowed a, cousin, a cousin's copy of Echo the Dolphin, and that would that be... That is it. a
0: lovely choice. That's an interesting choice that uh, I actually have never played that, but I have seen images of it from Game Players Magazine when I was a kid. It's
3: cruel. It's cruel because he needs air. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: my, my dolphin suffocated a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, Zach, you're a monster.
0: Um, I've been called worse, what can I say? Yes, (laughs) by me when I was listening to the Essential 10 episode.
1: (laughs) Don't worry, you're not alone. uh, There were two people on there who were not happy with me.
0: Oh, I I know. know. (laughs) Well, thank you all very much for coming on uh, my first episode of Random Encounter. I really appreciate you... uh, Putting up with my my first effort and uh, and dealing with my silly question because I didn't mention that I you could play Genesis games too even though I did say 8-bit and 16-bit systems and Zach has selective hearing. Um, I uh, if you do miss Greg, if the listeners out there, if you do miss Greg. I have some good news for you. We have so many episodes in our own personal backlog of random encounter episodes. You can go back and you can listen to Greg. You can listen to Greg before I got there. You can listen to Greg after I got there. There are so many episodes of random encounter, but that's not the only RPG focused podcast we have here at RPG fan, because if you love talking about random games, like we were talking about the first three final fantasies here, uh, you can, uh, you're going to absolutely adore retro encounter hosted by the, I'm going to call him the dragon Lord, Mike Salosi because he loves dragon quest. I'm also delighted to announce that RPG fans music podcast rhythm encounter is back in full force. Uh, we now have two episodes posted. Uh, one is focusing on the beginning and ending themes of games. And that was just like, a it was, it was a fantastic episode. And the other is focusing on the music of bravely default and, uh, Solosi hosts that episode and I'm a guest on it. And I have this weird sense of deja vu whenever I think about that episode. And I'm not sure why, but you're going to have to listen to it. And, uh, Fire off Solosi or uh, a message and tell them what you think. And I don't want to forget our sister podcast, Phoenix Edge with Hat and Eric. They take a look at uh, all the RPG news that's piling up and uh, they do a phenomenal job of it. They were on break for a little while, but they're back now. And uh, yeah, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can find me at John Logan on Twitter. Uh, You could also send us some love at at podcastrpgfan.com. and uh, what about our guests? Why don't uh, Why don't you tell us where we can find you? So, Brian, why don't you tell us where we can find you online?
2: Uh, RPG fan, and I guess Twitter. I don't tweet much, but I am on there at um, Badgerbarian at
0: Badgerbarian. That's a great name. I'm just picturing a barbarian badger, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Also, Barbarian Badger sounds like a side-scroller from the Genesis era. I'd play that game. Yeah, that'd be a good option for a pixel remaster. That's the, that's my new choice, the Badger Barbarian. Okay, um, hey, Audra, where can we find you online?
3: B at RPGFan.com. I just have my email, so.
0: Cool. And uh, I think that's all the guests we have. No, Zach's here too. <laughs> hey, Zach, where can we find you online? Uh, the best
1: way to reach me is probably email zachw at rpgfan.com. You can also find me on Discord at zachw.
0: Well, thank you all very much for being here. And thank you very much for listening to us. And uh, we're going to be back in two weeks with another brand new episode talking about some of the latest RPGs and some news and things like that. But for now, from all of us here at Random Encounter, thank you so much and have a fantastic night.